she leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrive Factor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrive Factor framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrive Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifactor coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifactorco.com. A huge welcome to everyone who's listening in today. I am, I say this every time, I'm excited because that is one of my favourite words when I get to have a conversation with another incredible soul from another part of the world. And I am really, as I said, excited, energised, so ready to see what comes out of the conversation that I'm going to have with our beautiful guest, Homea, today. So I'm Shannon Dunn, leadership and business coach and host here at She Leads, She Thrives podcast, and I'm bringing you another incredible conversation. So Homea and I met online, like a lot of the women you'll hear me talking about, and this is, again, a gift of or the, the gratitude I have for the online space and for technology is is so big because it's enabled me to meet the most incredible women who are in different parts of the world. And we've been journeying together for most of this year, where we are in 2022 in a mastermind together. And neither of us necessarily show up and ask much in there or share much in there. But there was something about Hamea originally when we first connected there earlier in this year that I was just drawn to. And so, you know, I'm looking at the, the list of who do I want to get onto the podcast to have a great conversation with. And Hamea, of course, your name popped up. And I know you were so excited when you received the invitation, which I was so grateful for. So I'm so happy to have you here. I'm going to share your official bio in a moment, but do you want to come and say hello and, and also tell everyone where, where you are in the world? So I'm very honoured and super happy. And originally I was born in Israel. I am now living in Portugal. It's going to be 10 years very soon. Wow. Almost a yeah. lot. <laughs> I love this. I love this country very much. And then before there, it was like before Portugal, I had like 10 years of nomade more or less, which was, you know, traveling all around the world and feeling the citizen of the world. So I feel that this is tapping very much also what you're sharing about the internet that allows us to connect 
And we were, I feel that most of the population were already ready as they were exploring by foot. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's it's such a, a gift to you. If if I think back to when I started my business some 17 years ago, I came from a corporate ground where there was a lot of connection from a teleconference perspective, but not video conference yet. And if you told me back then that we'd be doing what we're doing now, I don't think I would have not believed you, but I don't think I would have seen that that would be such a huge part of my business. So it's such a great joy to have you here. So let me share with everybody your your bio. And I love that Hamaya said to me when she's written this out, she's like, I wrote out more of a note than than the professional bio, which I love. You you really are someone that trusts your heart and goes with that. And um, I'm excited to share with this and then see what we get to talk about today. So Hamea Amar is an oracle, a prophet, a master maker, and a spiritual mentor providing inspiration, initiation, activation toward a greater level of alignment with your divine presence and your multidimensionality. That's such a good word. Um, <laughs> the place where grace, bliss, and abundance are the most natural form. She supports those who are here to be pillars of light in the world, those who are born with an energetic constitution of high intuition, sensitivity, empathy, and psychic abilities as the great leaders of the future. What a mission. <laughs> yes, honestly, it's a big mission. Yeah, it is a big mission. It's a real mission. Yeah, that's what we're here for, though, is to have the conversations with incredible women doing big things in the world and really creating impact in their own unique ways. And I know, I think I know a little bit about your story from having followed some of the content you've shared on social media but I, this is an opportunity for us all to be listening in and hear more about your actual personal story and how you got to be doing the work you're doing. So if you're happy, I'd love that to be the place we start for our, our chat today and see where we go from yeah. there. Well, I feel that the word mission is really a link to this question. Um, for lately, I say, for better and worse, we can say, it's very delicate to, to share that, but I do feel that this is important. So I was an architect. Mm, there we go. When I was, yeah, until my 30s. Well, of course, I'm still. It's not something that I decided to become an architect when I was young because I had a multidimensional vision of the world and life. And one of the things that fascinated me many times was to see two objects and see what can come out of them. If yeah. we're going to mix them together, if I'm going to put them in a certain position, like one is vertical and the other one horizontal, what will come out of it? If I take two people, what will come out of it? That was a game that I had inside of me when I was a child. And, and because I, you know, architecture was just, I was just drawn to that. It felt like part of my calling, like I understood it so well. And I was a very good girl. And I was also a little naughty, but I was a very good girl. So I felt that the path of what we do is like, okay, I do my school, then I go to university, I'm getting my degree, then I'm starting to work and everything going to be okay. And once I got into this stage where I was already working in an office, I already had like two or three private clients to, to design their houses. I was already after one house that I already built by myself I think maybe other little projects like shops I did at that time I felt like 
when life's gonna start like okay i've done all of that and my parents and my culture taught me that life's gonna start then and it felt like empty mm. like is it all like all the stars the blood that knows how to run in our system all the connection with the people all the different planets and smells and just like for that to wake up in the morning go to work feel some level of fulfillment seeing who's going to be my next boyfriend and what type of relationship we're going to have and where is the next party and like and making money is this is what life is about uh. and that was a huge I felt that something big is missing and I started going on a quest, mm -hmm. which is what, you know, a soul of a seeker is doing. But since I had no connection to spirituality, I have, I had zero idea that I'm a seeker and what am I seeking? I was all oriented to seek a work, to seek profession. I think, Hamea, we, no, you, you and I have grown up in very different parts of the world and yet that is a similar path to what I hear women in my own country and in other parts of the world saying, particularly of our kind of generation too. You know, you, you're taught to do certain things, follow a certain path, you know, have a career, go to work, and that you're not kind of encouraged or even is the dream shown to you that there could be something else. Yeah. <laughs> so courageously... I implemented my fed up sensation yeah. and without knowing that I'm speaking with the universe or, you know, like God existed or like there's angels in the world or something like that without any, nothing. I was very sensitive and very empathic and very psychic, but that was not a conversation for me. Mm. So I just said one day, I'm just going to quit everything. And I literally said to the universe without knowing that someone is listening. It was already three years of really deep looking for what am I supposed to do that's going to bring this light, which I didn't know that I'm looking for, into my life. I said, okay, listen, it's been some time now, three, four years. In my own perception, this is also how I phrase it. In my own perception, I am already supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I've done everything that I can to get there, but I don't manage to get there. So I give you everything back <laughs> and it is your show now. And I literally gave almost everything back. Mm. I gave my projects and you can imagine that for a young architect to get the project, I was really doing a lot. I gave my project. I resigned for my architecture office. I gave belonging. I just gave so many things away and waited. And it came. I didn't know what I'm waiting for. I had zero idea. I spent my days That's playing like Frisbee. The ultimate interest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I was playing frisbee yes. in in the beach, which was like I needed it's a walking distance, reading books, speaking with friends. You can imagine that my parents were like, ah! 
it. Yes. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. My parents, my friends, everyone thought that I got like a little bit uh, distorted, we can say. Yes. yes. But it felt like I, ca- I cannot continue living like that. It's impossible. Cannot be that flat. I, it was like, I am convinced. It was like a little child. I am convinced that there is a depth to this world and I want to see it. And without seeing it, I'm not moving one step forward. Wow. And then I had I was touched by grace, literally. Mm. It was during night. I went to sleep. And I had a very vivid dream, which I am sure that this is not a dream. Okay. Uh, was was really being in a I cannot even say parallel universe because it is not parallel universe. It's just an alternative dimension of of what we are living. And after reading many books about people who had near death or out of the body life experiences, I saw a lot of similarities between what I had and what they had, but I've never had a story which was similar to mine. And what I had, this is how we're going to tap to this topic of mission. This the the dream, the link to this 3D world was the dream started with me in the architecture office that I was at. Mm. And I was cleaning the office, making sure everything is clean. And then I was going back to work. And like in my dream, I had those big architecture plans and the computer, the old computer. And then three light beings came. And those are like clouds of light. I want to share also at this moment that 10 years, even more, after having this experience, I've never said anything to no one about it. I tried to say it day after. Mm -hmm. And I felt that the frequency of that is so... undescribable and unbelievable that I cannot just wait waste this energy by speaking about it. Only lately I started speaking about it and now I'm writing my book, which is, thank you so much, which is the calling and it is about spiritual calling. Yeah. And this is, I feel that this is the first time or maybe the second time I had one time that I was teaching and sharing my story, but this is with you now. This is how unique this. I feel so honored, so honored to, that you trust me and trust that, you know, this going out into the world in this way is something that is the right time for you to do that and that you feel it's okay. So thank you. Yeah. You're, you're so welcome. I do feel that this is ripe enough to be, listened and impacted by because mm. I don't tell that to tell the story mm. I tell I feel that I'm ripe and the world is ripe to hear the story because we are called to walk that path that I was walking so because when I say light beings three light being came 
this is not a, you know, like this is not a flat experience. It's like I would speak with someone about his first kiss or her first kiss is like it's it's not a flat experience the first time you made love the first time that you went on stage the first time you know that something phenomenal happened to you significant mm. so they came like it was clear that those are being but they had no shape or form they just had light and those lights were speaking with me like messengers and asking me if I would be willing to, uh, to, to support. And I said, of course, mm -hmm. I had this nature of, of being kind and supporting and, and helping and giving advices. I had that before. So I said, of course, well, I, I remember that I was putting my pen, my pencil down and I stood up. And once I stood up, it was all telepathic communication. The entire environment shifted. Okay. And we moved. I'm going to make it a long story because it's a long story. I'm going to fast forward us to several points on the way. But um, I started following them. And as I was following them, I've realized that I'm becoming like them. So my body have shifted and the entire frequency have shifted. So changed. Mm. And the, the journey was through dimensions and through what I name now heavens. So we crossed through different heavens and we arrived to the seventh heaven, which is not only a story, it's a real thing. Mm. And there, I've received my mission yeah. <laughs> to life. Mm. Like they, without words and without vision, but with clear words and clear vision, if that can be digested by anyone who's listening now. I think, yeah, if anyone's listening, don't overthink it. Just listen to Hermia's words and feel into what she's saying. Exactly. So I was introduced and it was very clear. It was very clear what I came here to do and what I came here to be. And it's definitely, I'm a mother and I love my child very much. And I love my, my man, my partner, my husband, the father of my child very much. But it is still, there's no experience in my life that go above that experience of being there in the highest form that I could experience until now in my life. In the highest and most potent presence. And there is no day that I live without it. So it's not a memory. It's no. not something that I... It's real, the same that I have hands. It is that real. Mm. I have, from my experience, I have divinity awakened within me. And it is not that I am 
safe in the sense that I don't need to grow and I don't need to like I don't make mistakes and I don't if if a mistake is something that is being experienced or or maybe a mistake is just a disappointment that I thought that I am going to do that or I'm going to navigate my life in a certain way and then actually not it's not that I have all the answers it's not that I do not need courage and that I don't learn with people and I don't keep on taking care of myself and that I don't have diseases like there's nothing that makes me I feel um different from any other person there's even saying this sentence seems ridiculous why do even I need to say this sentence but I do feel that many people have this projection that once you are um being touched by grace or once you have a strong connection to divinity and once you are being in those places so there is a, the image that this person is out of society or different than others which is ridiculous it's not the case yeah far away of being the case but i know that i have divinity awakened within me mm. it's not an idea it's not a concept it's not a research. It, it is the only fact that I have in life. Everything, I would use the word fact from one, you know, in, in some situation, but there is only one fact for me, which is there is a wise light that I, that this form of the curly hair, you know, and yeah. The mother living in Portugal is an extension of it. Okay. And and it is it it is and there's no distance that although I am an extension of it, there is no distance that separates me. Yeah. There's no distance between me and, and that. Mm -hmm. There is and there's not. So interesting. I I knew that we'd have an interesting story to talk about, but I didn't necessarily think it would be this. But also, I don't ever try to pre-imagine or pre-guess what we're going to have a conversation about. So I love this. It's is such a richness to help me to now understand more about what I've seen you share, you know, and get a, a sense of where it could be coming from and and we're and leading to and and the wisdom that's within that. So, Hamea, taking that story and your your true lived experience, how did you turn this into a business and working with people <laughs> and doing it? You know, where do we go from that to to businesswoman? <laughs> wow, wow! <laughs> you know, this is even a stronger question than the first question. <laughs> I have been told I ask good questions, and I often have have people say to me, "Have had when I've done podcast kind of conversations." I shared things today that are going to go out around the world that I've never said before out loud. <laughs> so mission accepted. <laughs> yeah, wow. So business is the, you know, the paper that you wrap a gift with? Yes. This is business. Okay. It's just, you know, like the gift is inside mm. and it is inside everyone. Just there's no chance in this world 
we are walking talking diamonds yeah and how many people actually realize that do you think i uh, feel that sooner or later and the sooner the better yeah. one will realize this i have a strong sensation that there is no chance in the that one will have a journey on earth without a certain point in time where he will 100% have a pure experience of his majestic nature. Oh, that's exciting. Some have it, yes. I believe that some have it towards, you know, like how stubborn the head would be, yeah. would influence how they experience. And when will the experience sprout and bloom? But it, it, there's no way to live life without it because there's no way to live and be anchored into life without it. Like there's no way to be landed on this world without that. So therefore there's no way to discover it. There's no way to pass this life without discovering it. It's not about discovery, honestly, it's about feeling it. Mm. And there is a sensation many times for people that you get that like a boom, like I got it. Because mm. the mind prefer, you know, we push a button and this is happening. And this is now I can it's right the ego has a big part in I feel like teasing us sometimes and you know and, and pushing us towards and then pushing us away and then saying no you can't have that or no don't believe you know when you've had those experiences or an experience the ego can then take over and try to change that you know and take us away from honoring what we really felt yeah 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 so I started um completely engaged with not a mental thought how am i going to execute it mm. but like you know although i was seeking before after that happened i didn't stop seeking no <laughs> yeah and there's, there's a curiosity innate within every human being anyway some of us more so than others yeah yeah so the sensation was it's not that I got the pill now and I know what it is and I'm done it's like I was changed I couldn't even say in the beginning to myself that I was changed but it was clear for everyone that okay. I'm not the same person anymore mm. and I had a certain activation of potential within me to start living it. And therefore, I was becoming more in resonance with things that were similar to that. Mm. So I was very lucky to, there was, you know, I was an architect and I was interested in design and so on. And then there was a course on sacred geometry and I felt, oh my goodness, let's oh, see what this sacred geometry Right? So the links, I do believe that the links will keep on coming. I, I, I would say that to the one who listened, grace already touched you. you. You don't need to wait that grace will touch you. Mm. It's rather following this align and being aligned with 
what echoes deeply in my heart. Mm. It was like, oh, sacred geometry, colors, shapes, that sounds really good. Let, creating reality, oh, that sounds really good. And I start working with that. And it was so fast. I wasn't thinking that I'm creating a business. <laughs> I just learned and very fast people were starting to say, why, wow, Homaya, I feel that you've changed. What have you done? Can you do that to me as well? And I started working as a healer, started giving healing sessions and so on. And it just grew and I had no control over it, which means how good it is. You know, like I was, we can say in a complete surrender, but I was so moved. And of course I needed to figure out different things. So I needed to figure out, for example, how the human going to be you know i needed to take a decision what am i going to live by like like from mm. how, how much money am i going to do a month would that would be enough for paying what i want or maybe beyond it and you know like you know like taking care of my classes and um learning continue to learn continue to travel i, I needed to use my my left brain we can say at that sense yes but one of the things that happened is that I created a, cert a certain dynamic between my right brain and my left brain. They both served that. I needed to figure out, you know, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you it like that. I believe that there is a period in our life, in our professional life, that we're being provided. And it could be that the spirit is in time. It could be that this is a section that goes through our entire career, business career, yeah? We are being provided. Some percentage are being provided. And then you can either say, this is it. I'm staying in what I am provided. Mm. Or you feel that you're drawn and excited to explore more okay and you start to provide mm. which means that if god we can say easily sending me three clients a week or god easily is sending me 50 clients a week i don't know 50 students a month whatever you know is your scale how do you yes then Everywhere, everything beyond that is application of your divine nature. Mm. Is you saying, you know, I love what I have here. I love this world. I love the party. I like the party. It's a good party. I'm enjoying the party. Give me more. Okay. I want to have, I want, I want to have more of that. But it's not give me more and I'm a baby. Yes. <laughs> it's not. It's like I am now want to be part in this co-creation. Mm. I think of that more as the way I would describe what you just shared, Omaya, was it's being conscious and intentional. Yeah, what we're asking for. This is yes. co-creating, being a part of the experience rather than letting the experience happen to us. Yeah. 
So there would be parts, you know, that you're going to magnetize easily. Mm. And there would be an awakened knowledge that will be awakened within you once you say yes to your nature, mm. to your truth, to your light. You really say like a deep, deep, deep yes. So, you know, naturally, you're going to get codes, you're going to get templates, you're going to get uh, scripts, those you're going to get connection links, people, all of that will be naturally activated. You were designed to be in this world. It's okay. But then come another level is, would you be willing to explore it beyond, not by, and I feel that, you know, I know that the people who are listening here are interested in leadership, and I feel that this is something really important, not by doing more of the same, but rather would you be risky enough trustful enough to do your thing oh and that is the question isn't it is you can you let go of expectation of other people's thoughts and ideas and really honor yourself what your wisdom is asking of you what your wisdom is calling and inviting you to do yeah because, yeah. you know, this world, this specific planet Earth experience is not for more of the same. Like, mm. this specific universe, its quality, its specific imprint, there, there are various parallel universes. So there are various universes that are being active now at this current moment, which is beyond even time. Mm. but the imprint the signature of this specific planet is about abundance and variations so this is why we have the dna and evolution and codes and this is what's the, why you know like there aren't count we receive again and again on the planet a certain ruler we can say a certain Indicator, like you receive notes. Okay, seven notes, go and do music. You get four elements, live your life. You know, like the, you got, you get ABC, go, what are you going to do with it? So we keep on receiving on the planet different parameters that are so stable as codes. And then, you know, like how many, how many sounds, how many words, how many poems, how many songs? Like there are more songs in the planet than the people that are alive. Yeah. So is it that it it, it comes to a time where we, I'm feeling like there's a, a need to allow ourselves to be more quiet so we can see, we can hear, we can sense, we can feel what's coming to us and then build the trust to follow that as a guidance. Yes, I feel that if I would need to tap into your sentence and sharpen it, I wouldn't stay only with what is coming to us. Okay. It is what is here. Mm. So, so that's where makes me think now as you've talked about the seeker part of you and we talked about very briefly about the curiosity of 
humans and that we have that on a different scale. Not everyone has the same level of curiosity, but I truly believe we all do come to this earth as curious individuals. So it's about, as I said, taking what comes to us, but also being that seeker and that curious one who goes out and and goes beyond what is just coming to us and it's like, what else is out there? Yes. Yeah. And it's what else is in here. Mm. Yeah. What else within as well? can I do in this life with what I've received? Mm. Okay, so if we talk about those templates and like the ABC or the music notes or the four elements or the zodiac signs, like we keep on receiving those things, right? So one of the most fundamental thing that we receive is the machine. Yeah. We receive the vehicle to go through life with it. And when when I I can understand the sentence that you said, you know, I can sense and I can feel what is coming because the I believe, and please excuse me if I misinterpretate what you were saying, I believe that this is like when you want to move into leadership and you decide that you're not just a baby who's accepting what you've received and very content with it, but you are, you know, like the partner of God. Mm. He chose you, you chose it. And we're here together creating this extraordinary experience, like the best party in the world. Yeah. And when you when you want to move into leadership, leadership is not only moving forward into the unknown in terms of curiosity. It is, it is, we can say prophecy, it is, or self-prophecy if we want to say it, it is about foreseeing. But because the future is so vast, you need to have a lens from where you're going to look at it. And the lens is who you are. The lens is the now. The lens is the current moment. The lens is what is important for you and what you are, as you said, intentionally and consciously choosing mm -hmm. to look at life and to where you're heading from yeah this you need to pick up a lens well that's it because so I feel there are so many souls on this planet that exist without choosing that lens or, or using the lens that they have a very blind to you know, through choice or through their belief they have no choice um, and those that use the lens, use what they have available, get curious, go seeking, are the ones that step into leadership in a very different way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that you're tapping into something super important in this brilliant question. <laughs> really, I'm going to try to bring it because I feel it's, I can sense it. Mm. So you were using the word curiosity and you said it's in different level. Mm. And then you move into speaking about foreseeing and, and being a visionary and so on. What limits your curiosity 
is how much you are building your trust upon what is known, upon your control. Mm. So people who might say that they are not curious, probably they are very doubtful about themselves. That makes complete sense to me. Mm. So their curiosity is in immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be curious just about like five minutes forward. I'm going to be curious about just one person next to me, but from a fearful experience. Yeah. And then you were saying, oh, it's so delicate. I, I really need to stay in this. You were saying about how much we can we can allow ourselves to follow mm. to follow an unknown experience to follow if we look at business as something that have a lot of rules mm. and as something that we need to succeed in and that's something that's going to measure who we are and what we are, it would be controlled. And the way that we can live in our life and what we can create in the world and what can be contributing and how much you can be even, I would say, um, rewarded, in what is important for you. If your lens is covered with thought forms, belief system, ironic belief system, if your lens of the future of where you want to go is covered with rules and addiction to punishment and uh, prejudgmental vision about what success is, the lens is clutter. Yeah, that's it. It's going and to you be not, less useful, less purposeful if it's got all of that, as you said, covering the lens. Yeah, and then you wouldn't feel that you have the energy within you to pull into new horizons of your of your of your business. You know, my business started with me giving one-on-one -on -one sessions to people. Yes. And then very quickly I had clinic full. The clinic was full. And then in a year, I started to teach. Mm. And I started to teach. And after three, four years, I think, I started to teach worldwide. So I was invited to teach in Germany. Then I was invited to teach in France, then in Switzerland, then in Morocco, then in England, in Italy. Like I was I started to teach all over. And I needed to change again my business. So I had one business model as one on one. Then I had a second business model that I also a teacher. Then I had a third business model that I'm traveling all over and I'm teaching and while I kept on learning. And then I had the fourth, you know, like afterwards, I changed my business model again. I needed to have one big thing that I wanted the people to feel that they are doing something big. So then was, we can say the fourth or the fifth, I'm not counting anymore. <laughs> then I became a mother. I needed to change my business model again. And then pandemic came. I needed to change my business model again. And then now I'm changing it one more time. But it's a co-creation. 
It is. I also feel that as well as a co-creation, business is one of the most evolutionary things that we can go through as a human experience. And yes. I love that. That excites me a lot. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, that's where their fear will rise up. And they, all those, as you said, those the, the things clouding the, the lens are going to stop them from moving forward and trusting yeah. being in surrender and all of those things. Yeah. And you can let the curiosity and all the other things rise up and let your lens be clearer. Yeah. There's so much is available. Yeah. The infinite. And then feeling comfortable to change the lens because you feel even it might be risky, even if no one can understand, even if your husband is thinking that you're doing crazy, you know, like I remember one time my father was saying to me, your logic, no logic can understand. <laughs> You know, like, it, even if it's risky, even if you're going to fall, even if you're going to make a mistake, mm. at the end of the day, there's no mistakes. Mm. There's just your life experience. Would you rather go there and make a try and make a version and, and, you know, like play with it or stay frustrated with knowing that there's something there? Mm. You, you know, you're going to fall. It's inevitable. You're going you're gonna to make mistakes if you want to call it mistakes. You're going to hurt people. People are going to hurt you. It's part of the thing. Well, it's part of the human experience, isn't it, that those things can be what we do experience. And for some people on a bigger scale than for others, I don't tend to look at mistakes as a negative thing. I've always seen, not say always, as I have grown into my own wisdom, I see mistakes as not an opportunity for judgment and criticism, uh, instead an opportunity for learning and tapping into deeper wisdom. Mm. So good. Mm. And so much freedom in the definition yes. that you're giving. Yes. I have the freedom to be, this is, this is like, this is my life. Yeah. And I can change it. I can do other things if I choose to, if I want to, if I'm called to, if I'm drawn to. Yeah, it's such an interesting, interesting conversation. I've got more questions I want to ask you, though, <laughs> to extend on this. The word energetics has been so popular in business, right, in the last, what, year, two years, would you say? That feels to me the first time I've seen it at such a scale. I think particularly in the last maybe 18 months in business, and here we are recording this in the latter part of 2022. So I understand it from my own lens, but I would love in your, you, you have a, a different lived experience and view of spirituality and leadership than I do, which is I love the, the various differences that we all bring. But I'd love to know what it, what does that mean to you? Like when you see that energetics and what is it? How do you think it's actually being used? And is that really what it is? Because sometimes I feel like it's used as a word, as a, a gimmick, as a, a, a magnetism piece. But those that may be talking about leading energetically in business and life don't necessarily understand what that means. That's my sense. I'd love your view well, on that. <laughs> the reason that I'm laughing is that Last week I started writing a post about it. So I have got some and the post actually started with what energetic is not. Yeah, good. Well, I think that sometimes is a really great place to start with what something is not before we can get clearer on what something is. Yeah. 
So what I see people mistaken is by thinking that energetics means dynamics. Mm. That people are thinking that energetic means that uh, you are using the law of attractions or using universal laws. I feel that people look at energetics in the sense of I am applying my, how would I say, magnetism or something like that. Okay. I feel that for those who I can say is that when they say energetic, I echo and I feel that they that this is for me aligned. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not I'm just a person here, right? I don't know if this is the correct, but the one that I see and the one that I would relate to when I would say we need to look at the energetic is what is really moving this life what is really moving the business mm. what is really moving your decisions mm. so i feel that energetics means that you are aware that your business have a soul okay and that you have a soul and that both souls are correlating and co-creating. And there would be moments for your business that it will need renovation. There would be moments that your business will feel that it wants to bring another thing and you will feel you want to bring another thing. I do feel that it is really important that we distinction between your energetic and your business energetics. Yes, because they're because, not one in the same, even when we have started and are the key individual in our businesses. They're not the same thing. Yeah. And I feel that it has been doing good when, as you evolve, you create this distinction. This is who I am. This is what I have. This is my life. And this is my business. Those are my services. This is what needs to come. Sometimes the business is going to demand some things from you. And sometimes you're going to demand some things from the business. Yeah. So it's a co-creation. And I feel, you know, when I look at business, as I told you, it's the what wrap the gift, what mm. wrap the mission of what I've received. So the, I was so many times in my life working for the business as the business and then gradually i started to say okay well this is one thing and this is me mm. and there would be days that i need to go and channel and write and this is the energetic of the business it's not my energetics and there would be sometimes that i would have insights and then i need to work with myself or channel for myself it's not the same yeah so the business have energetic it is an extension of who you are as you are an extension of divinity mm. and the same that you are have no distance between you and divinity your business as an extension of you doesn't have a distance from you but he's have he's having his own energetic yeah 
And then we, I said a few words about how it is when it is in a large scale, but then you can go and how it is when it is in a small scale. Is it the time to push? Is it the time to lean back? Is it a time to bring so many offers or is it a time to cultivate something deeper? What is the energy that exists now in the life of my business and in my life? What is the vibration? What is the quality? What is the flavor? What is the taste? What is the sound mm. that wants to come alive now? And how that can lead the creation, the relationship with the clients, with the audience, how that can lead. Mm. And I feel that this is a level of sensitivity and trust to be. The trust is is so significant. That also feels like another buzzword that's been used a lot in business that I didn't see as much until the last couple of years. And I can understand it, you know, having gone through the pandemic as we all have globally, our levels of trust have been challenged in ways that they haven't been for a very long time. Trust in self, trust in others, trust in the universe, trust in whatever it's been challenged. So I, I'm not surprised that it's become a topic of conversation and a, a focus and, and walk, you know, and landed in the business world, which is, you know, we talk about no like trust from that, you know, clinical perspective in business, but I see trust and hear trust being talked about like energetics in a very different way to just two, three, four years ago. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I like the way that you describe it, that we needed to up-level what we're doing with trust because we went through, you know, there would be different words how to describe what happened. Yes, yes, yes definitely. Yeah, so... We went through a traumatic period, we could say that yeah. like that. A very like the cards were shuffled big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Now we the, the Yeah, it was also something, Hamaya, that for the first time in a very long time, everybody in the world has a lived experience of, of what we went through from early 2020. You know, there's big tragic events and things happen, world, you know, natural disasters horrible wars and things but they're often isolated to one part of the world and while people may feel the you know their own experience of that they're not living it whereas for the pandemic we all had our own variation different but our own variation of a lived experience so that's fascinated me as well in terms of the shifts in the if we use the word energetics of the of the world and of humanity and the way we've changed how we do business, for example, the way we've changed how we view and maybe choose to step into leadership differently than what we would have previously because yeah. of this shared experience. And, yes. you know, this, I, I feel like there's, it was an invitation to have a look, have it like look into, feel into Am I okay? Am I happy? Am I fulfilled with what I'm doing? And if not, what am I going to do about it? Because I actually do have a choice here. Yeah. So, you know, why don't we use that to give an incentive to people to look at trust even in, in, in even, even a wider perspective? Because mm. before trust was, as you said, I need to trust something. Mm. So 
I trust my boss. I trust my client that they will pay. I trust time that is going to move. I trust the sun to go, you know, and I trust the summer to come. I, I trust that. And I, I need to trust myself to move forward. I need to trust that if I would go out of my cocoon and do things which would be different, everything going to be okay. The thing with trust is, for, for my vision, trust is something that starts somewhere in the solar plexus and go up to the direction of the crown must pass through the heart because if it doesn't pass through the heart, you're not going to feel yeah. trust. Rather, faith is something that tra- that starts at the crown. And then goes the other way through. And then it goes down. So what I like to do with when I speak with trust about with when I speak about trust with people is to create a certain mixture Mm. a word that I don't know and maybe someone will invite it invent it which is what will happen if you take a little bit of trust and a little bit of faith and blend them together and what I feel that what you're gonna get is a strong sensation of ownership Mm. If we're going to stretch ownership, it's going to go to sovereignty and self-authority. Yeah. But I say, you know, like if you're going to level up trust, it wouldn't happen if there's not going to be an ownership. Mm. Because if you want to trust and you trust in yourself, but then yourself is still an object. You want to have trust and you trust in others and others are still an object. There's always been going to, you're going to lean to different directions. And then trust is going to be covered with doubts, disappointment, um, self-punishment or self-sabotage, if you have those qualities. Mm. If you're going to create a certain cocktail for yourself where you're going to mix faith and trust together. And you say, I trust, but I don't need to trust in something i just need to trust in trust itself yes that's a very big difference isn't it yeah and you stay you stay in your center yeah and i go back again for me what leadership is is not doing more of the same leadership is do your imprint do your journey you're going to have so much fun even in the hard moments even when the fear is going to be all over so I say, if you want to play with trust, which is, as you say, a common conversation now, then don't just trust in something. Mm. Own. Yeah. Own who you are. Like what you said, trust in trust itself, That that's kind of it's in such a rich conversation, but that piece is just, that that got me on every cell of my body. <laughs> yeah. Went in through my soul for sure. I love it. I love it. We could talk forever. (laughs) It seems like I'm enjoying every moment. I'm so glad. I say this to so many of my guests. And and if if you know if any of the guests are listening to an episode news and you think, Shannon, you didn't say that to me. I probably meant it, but there was so much we were trying to cover that I didn't get to say it. But I love this. This is it. It's about having a rich conversation around interesting different things and how we all view the world and how we can challenge ourselves to step up. You know, the the whole theme of the podcast is she leads, she thrives. You know, it's around really choosing leadership and self-leadership, which is an expression to me of ownership that you were just talking about. So to wrap us up, 
I don't want to stop, but to wrap us up, I've got a few <laughs> questions I'd love your answers to that I'm asking every one of our guests. So, Hamea, what role does leadership play in your life and your business? Mm. Number one role. Yeah. Um, I see myself, and as we started, I receive a mission, if we can say. Yeah. And I know that I am here to expand the perception of being. Mm. I am here to serve people in individual and in a collective scale. So my business is not working only on, I have one-on-one -on -one client and, you know, I give you something. I, I have the world <laughs> in my hands for me uh, and, I, and I work in that level. So as the one who's more, I don't know more, but as the one who's psychic, as the one who's intuitive, as the one who have connection with the spirit guides, with higher dimensions, so on, my, I feel my journey is to take what is abstract and give it a shape without closing it. So once it get to you, you're gonna start activating it. Mm. So I spend many hours uh, in my life and I can say day because my day, but many hours and days in writing what I see in the abstract world. So I wrote, for example, uh, something that I named Soul Alchemy, which is all the poisons that we have in our life. Okay. Why did we receive them? Right. So why shame, guilt, blame, envy? Why those things that are so bitter in our life? Why did we receive them? And actually, what is the gift inside of them? So that was a piece, like an, something that I needed to write. It took me a period of time. I wrote uh, the template, the energetic template of um, a sensitive being, intuitive person psychic what is in his energy field that looks the way it looks and then I was also defining four types of intuitive and sensitive and empathic people and once you understand what is your type then your higher purpose in life is very very clear because you understand that this level of sensitivity is actually a gift that allows you to do what you're doing. So to say it very, you know, like a glass is not going to complain that she's transparent mm -hmm. and an elephant is not going to complain that he has big ears. But people would complain that they are hypersensitive and they will complain that they are taking things personally. But then when you understand what your imprint is, you can do something else with it and you understand the gift. Um, my biggest body of work is the description of the fourth heaven, which is really high elevated in terms of spirituality and content. And it is, it was shared in small groups and I'm getting ready to share it with the world. So it is, it is an elaboration system on the seven chakra system. Seven chakra systems tells you how you operate in life how you are in relationship, what is your clarity, the level of clarity, your heart, how much is open, your level of communication. And 
the fourth heaven is where the temple of creation is. This is where your gifts are. This is where your level of charisma, how you translate codes, your connection to ancestors, like this is a battery of information and knowledge. And what connects us with that is what I name universal chakras. So this is a whole big platform, like it's a whole, huge. it's huge. In another time, we will get you another time. We'll about that for sure. But listening to you talking about the different key parts of what you've created, and, and then also reflecting on the fact that you started your professional life in architecture. It's like an architect of the soul. That was the language that came to me. I was like, yep, that's yes. what's happening here. That's what I can feel and see. I love it. Yeah. So, And choosing to bring those things to life is an expression of leadership, right? This is my leadership. My yeah. leadership is I go for us. I yeah. go for me. I go for us to take whatever is ripe to be introduced to the world, what is on the indigo wave, we can say, which is beyond what is perceived. It's really the line between what is being perceived and what is unknown. Okay. What is ripe to come into the world? Can I take it? Can I decode it? Can I write, can I write it in a way that I can explain it afterwards for you? Your life going to be better because you're going to have way more, a stronger self-experience. Mm -hmm. this is for me trust you know like you're gonna really trust yourself because you're gonna get bigger from the inside mm. and that's it's a lot when you have that expansion from within and yet you have defined yourself by your physical body yeah that's another conversation entirely so we won't go there <laughs> but the next question I'd love to to know your answer to is how do you know when you're thriving well, I feel that I, I, I feel that we're all thriving all the time, mm. and we can have some winter. It doesn't mean that yeah. I don't thrive. I don't thrive when there is winter. Mm. It means that I am in a cocoon and I am working, putting layouts, creating for something that will come. Mm. I feel that for the human part in me is when I start to enjoy the fruits of my creation. Yeah, beautiful. Then this is a sign that I've thrived. Mm. That, oh, no, but I cannot limit myself on, only to those moments. And this is my own inner conversation. When I feel that I am frustrated because I've done and I tried and I'm, oh, no, and there's single fruits and, this, you know, like, no, you know, I can go to, oh, I would love to have more students in this class. I would, you know, with my private clients, I'm, I always have like a long waiting list. So, but I can have the thought, oh, I would have loved to have more clients in this class, more students in this class, or I would have loved to earn more. And, and when I have that, I have, I said to myself, okay, but look at your life now, look at the soul of your business, look at the soul of your life. It's not summer yet, maybe. Yes, okay. It's not <laughs> spring. We're in winter. Yeah. And sometimes I'm saying it's spring, you know, like it's harmony and joyful. And yeah, I love that. I came to understand this past year more than I think I've ever reflected on and understood around the key seasons that we do travel through as an individual and as our businesses. So I will be putting together, I'm still musing on what that looks like and feels like, 
but it came out of conversations with many of my clients in my community who were feeling like they were in what I think we would talk about as a winter and frustrated by being feeling stuck there. So that's, again, another conversation for another time. Oh, yeah, it's a big conversation. <laughs> You're triggering me, so we've got to come down. Okay, I was going to say just to the audience, when you feel that it's you're not thriving, just look at the world. Yeah. Look around you. The entire tendency is thriving. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I frequently say that I believe that every one of us comes to this planet as a, as a human with a birthright to thrive. You know, we do that in different ways, but we all have that within us, that potential. So how can people find out about you? Where do they go to connect with you in the online space? Because if anyone has been interested in anything that's been shared here today, this is where I know for me, I'm like, okay, how do I find that person online? Where do I listen to them? Where do I learn more about what they're sharing? So where's the best place for people to connect with you? I feel that the best place would be through Instagram. That would be Great. the easiest. And it's just Homaya, my name. I feel that it's iconic enough. Yes, I love that. H- yeah, H-O-M-A-Y-A, but probably it's going to be written somewhere. Yeah, we will yeah. make sure that it is in the show notes so that it is very easy. And I, I say this most episodes, if there is anyone who's listening and for some reason you can't find the incredible soul that I've just been talking to, please reach out to Team Thrive Factor and we will make sure that we connect you with them because there's nothing more frustrating than you missed the spelling of someone's name or you couldn't find the link and you just want to listen or learn or read more. So we'll make sure that happens. So before we wrap up, I have one final question for you. Succinct answer. We've had so many incredible things to talk about today. But anyone who is listening in who has you know, been moved by what you've shared today, what's a final piece of wisdom that you could share with them in terms of something they could do with that stirring that they have within? What comes to me really strong is listening mm. and a multidimensional listening. Yeah. So we're seeking for guidance we're seeking for support, we're seeking for answers, we're seeking to know how, right? We want to know how, what is the next step? How do I move? Give me the map, give me the... But you're the one who write the map. Mm. You're the one who write the map. No one's going to have a map for you. You can look at other people's maps, going to be interesting from, you know, in one way or the other. You need to write the map. I feel that listening really deep with so much love within you without without expecting to hear just the energy of attentiveness you're going to be guided you're going to be guided there's no way no Mm -hmm. not to be guided and i feel that reaching out to someone that have answers or walked before you is really it's a gift. This is why we are together as a community on the planet and we have communication and exchange and all those connections. But it's way better to tap into someone's energy field, to tap into your client's energy field once you are always have one ear that listens inside. Mm. I feel that this is... Mm. A magic, a magic thing. Yes, I love it. 
I've loved every moment of every of all the time we've spent together today. So thank you so much for saying yes when I reached out and said, Do would you like to be on the podcast? Um, oh, I wasn't sure yet. It was like I could <laughs> just to tell everyone like right at the beginning before we started recording for today um Amaya was telling me that she said you I'm pretty cool usually I don't kind of get overly excited about things but you were excited about that and being here today which just filled me with even a next level of joy so I'm glad that um, we were able to connect and make this happen and I can't wait to share this with the world and see what our collective communities have to say and share and you know what's what sparks some you know some inspiration and some you know magic in in them for what they've listened to in our conversation yeah. today so if you are listening in thank you for your ears and your your presence uh I often say I would show up and create these conversations regardless but it is much more rewarding and exciting and energizing to know that someone out there is listening and appreciating you know the conversations yeah. that we're bringing to you through she leads she thrives so Hamaya thank you so much again I am so grateful and to anyone who's listening thank you wherever you are in the world stay safe have a beautiful day and remember that thriving as we both said thriving is your birthright go out and claim it Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.